Love, love the music. Hello, everybody. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of The Balance is Real. We have a special guest, actually, probably a person we've been on, not really special, but he's been on here for a while, for a long time, uh, Sean Garvey. Sean Garvey, how are we doing today? Excellent. Yeah, you can't really call me special anymore, but I feel like I'm your Aaron Rodgers to your Pat McAfee. <laughs> I think so, and we make a good team, man. <laughs> That's awesome. So thank you for coming once again on to the, the podcast. Um, I'm going to try to get a couple of things today that we want to talk about. We just finished a hard, tough, fun, engaging week of multi-sport camp. Which one is tougher, coaching boys basketball or a week of multi-sport camp from grades one to seven, Garf? It's not close. The multi-sport camp is is way, way, way tougher. And like kudos to you because I was working during the week, during the days, and you were there getting it done, and I'd kind of join you for the second half. And after a week with kids of different backgrounds, you know, with basketball camps, you know what you're getting. You're getting a bunch of kids that love basketball with multi-sport camps. Man, you're getting <laughs> kids that need a place to go for a week. You get kids that <laughs> like basketball and then hate basketball, like mini golf, hate mini golf. And uh, the personalities are fun, and the age gaps are fun. But boy, it, it was aren't they? It was an awesome. It's so much fun. Like I don't want to name any names, but we had so many characters that had me howling all week long. And to have a look at like some of my volunteers after just a week of camp with kids, they say, "Tim, I don't know how you do this as a job." <laughs> Respect to teachers and daycare workers everywhere that do that week after week, day after day. Definitely, I want to, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our uh, our volunteers this week. Uh, we got Amberly, okay, aka Monica. Yeah, because she said she told the the kids she had a twin, so they didn't know which one came every day. It was awesome. She was we, the MVP. She was. The MVP. She was the MVP, man. Yeah, Amberly. Shout out Amberly Adama. She's the MVP of this. Uh, we got Penguin, obviously Terrence Arroyo. He killed it. He lasted whole five days. He didn't show any signs of tiredness, so that was great. Five days with energy, too. Like, we lost a couple of the other guys, and and, and Taryn was there engaged the whole week. He was awesome. That's right. We got Coach Cruz Control, obviously Cruz. Uh, we got Coach uh, O-Dog, Owen Ruthier. We got Owen Adama, a.k.a. Paw Patrol. We got Nate Willie, a.k.a. Nate Dog. We got Nate B. Brosma, a.k.a. Sticks. We got Caden Boyd, a.k.a. Toothpicks. And we got Low Road Larry. He even came when he was sick that day. Low, Low Road Larry came when he was sick. Toothpicks was funny. By the end, the kids were chanting, Toothpicks. toothpicks. <laughs> and we were, they were in the community area, and other parents were laughing at the at the toothpick because he just answered. They'd be like, hey, Toothpick, Toothpick, come. And he just run over. He was he was really good with kids. He was so good with kids, definitely. Uh, and obviously, we had Wendy Coolers without her, um, like I said, she was our right hand. She had so much help to volunteer, and she had two kids in the sport camp. And at the end of the camp, these kids were just so happy that uh, to be there. Well, you and I, you and I preached this from the start of Northern Balance is we're only going to bring in quality people that have a ton of experience in sports. And Wendy's a multi-sport athlete at, at the college level and understands sports. I remember her son getting hit in the side of the head with a volleyball and he tried to, you know, he tried a little, little tears and, yeah. went, and Wendy wasn't having any of it. She was not having any of that. She knew exactly. That's what we loved it. Yeah. Get up. Yeah. Dry the tears. Let's go. Let's play. 
<laughs> and I forget who hit him in the side. I think it was Nate Burrows yeah. or was it? Was it Sticks? Yeah, Burrows. He was a little aggressive with the kickball. And, <laughs> uh, he, he, yeah, he hit him. Yeah, I'm not going to say he didn't hit him hard. He just, <laughs> Wendy wasn't, didn't care. No, uh, we love it. So shout out to you, Wendy. <laughs> shout out to all the volunteers, man. Hey, round of applause to you guys. That was awesome. Okay, let's roll into the high school season wrap-up. Um, we had a podcast, uh, a couple of them before, just talking about the provincials. And we had some great, good stuff that we saw for provincials. I bought the pass there, trying to watch all the games, both girls and guys. Um, let's start off with uh, the West Side. So West Side came third place. Do you think that is sort of where you thought they would land, or did they surprise you? What's going on? The e- a bit of both. Um, they went in as a 12 seed, but anybody who kind of followed their season realized, you know, they were not a 12 seed. Yeah, hundred percent. Dale Olson, out of shout out to him from Vern, uh, from Fulton, had, had was talking to the committee saying, if you guys rank these guys low, you're gonna you're gonna screw somebody, and they did. And you know, they those junior boys, those big brutes that played for us, weren't playing for them all year, so there was losses they were having that they wouldn't have if those 10th graders were playing. Up. Mm-hmm. Um. As far as the finish, yeah, I thought it was a three-team race. Them and King George and Brentwood and Brentwood and King George ended up playing in the final. And I still think Westside had a chance. Caleb Grimaud could barely walk. Yes. He'd been fighting that ankle injury since about Fulton Cup. And then the hip went on him. So, you you, you know, you're watching him on the court. He's defensive player of the tournament. He's locking down the best guys on the other team. And then after the game, he can't walk. Mm-hmm. And the big injury was to Colton, their big football bruisers. I think he's going to University of Calgary on a full scholarship to play football. He sprains his MCL at the Okanagan final. He's not the same guy. Okay, not rebound and not guarding like he can. Still being effective. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but damn, if those two injuries don't happen, you know, they they could probably give Brentwood a bit of a better game. Now, do they win the game? I don't know. Brentwood was pretty good. And then King George um, just played an unbelievable final. So they they probably finished right where they kind of been, but they could have won it. You know, some things fall your way and they're healthy and they could have went back to back, which would have been would have been insane. That would have been insane. Honestly, I was rooting for him. Definitely. I'm happy for Darko. Like I said, he's been doing this for a while with that King George team. And he's one of those, the kids love him and he gets them to play and buy in, which is huge. Yeah. You guys see Darko and he, and he's, and he's, and he's toned down a lot of the side antics, but the kids loved it. And that's how he's able to keep the kids at King George. When you talk to Darko, he goes, man, you know, we lose kids to different schools, like a lot of the places in lower Maine. That's where right. It's, there's recruiting going on and things. And, and Darko's built a, a program there where the kids, want to be there. So you are happy for him because he's had some teams. He's lost some finals. He's been a number one team and been upset early. And you're, and you're always happy for guys. Like he puts a ton of, ton time, of work, ton of time, ton in. of time. And he's had good results. He's got guy. He's, I mean, that grade 10 kid he's got is, is special. And I heard he's going to prep school next year. Um, and then he has a guy he playing at UBC. So Darko, Darko's put in the work, man. And you're, and you're happy for that. And, and obviously Brentwood is, is always near the top and, you know, as a private school, they got some advantages over the public schools. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, you, again, you, I, I won't fault a coach that puts a ton of time in, and they do too. So it, it was a deserving final, and and I was happy Darko got one. That's awesome. So shout out to the Darko over there. South Cam, okay? We, we talked to them before heading into the tournament, um, things they need to do to execute, to actually be effective in the provincials. Uh, they ended up coming 12th. Uh, which is, isn't the result they wanted on uh, that first game was, you know, and the second game, I think, I think the game that stuck out to me was the Burn Creek game, which was close. And you can see all the small things that could have happened that they didn't really execute. And I wasn't sure if it was in shape, lack of finishing, or what What did you see with that 12th place finish? And what could they have done better to improve? Yeah, so it's neat, right? You were watching with the game pass and you allowed me to go down there. We thought it was important to be one of us down there to support, sure. support our players. And, 
you know, th- that Burn Creek game was was just like you said. It just the it, it, basketball is so funny, right? Everybody goes, "Oh, I'll watch the last five minutes," but it was there was so many little plays that decided. We didn't rebound, uh, and by we I mean South Cam. We didn't rebound on a on a free throw near the end of the game. Oh. They had one guy there. We were throwing underhand. Uh, shovel passes through the zone and, and turnover. Larry, we love low road, you know, low road knows that, you know, his year could have been better and he had an offensive rebound and instead of going up with the glass, he tried to float one up and he pooched it early. So it was, it was a series of misfires that, and again, maybe they win the game, maybe they don't, but they, 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 they definitely had a shot and there was definitely a few plays here or there. And I guarantee Burn Creek saying, you know, we could have done a couple of things differently and, and maybe we blow the game out, but the game was definitely there for the taking. Definitely. And I saw Coach Ball over down there at the uh, um, same thing as Darko, Coach Ball over there at Burn Creek. He's been doing it with a lot of players down at Burn Creek, which is really a tough school as well. So uh, bittersweet. You know, we, we got them twice in, in my grade 11 and 12 year, and they kind of exercised the demons there, and they did beat that cell cam. So as much as I did not like that because I was rooting for cell cam, I was also happy for a coach like Bal who's in there for the right reason. So that's why I always coach it's like a community. You know who they are. You know their story. You know how hard they work. So honestly, a lot of times, yeah, we're, we, we root for our teams, but some coaches, I love it, man. I can, I can touch that this year, right? Like my grade eight boys at Westside, we lost to Nick Sarai and the Brock kids. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the, the loss was disappointing. And But I'm genuinely really happy for Nick, a kid I've known since the seventh grade, and, and those kids. Like mm-hmm. you can be, you can be upset with how your team plays or, Hey, we were rooting for South camp, but we can be happy for another program and another coach on a win because it is the unfortunate or fortunate thing of sports is there's a winner and a loser. Mm-hmm. And we've all lost games that hurt. We've all won games. Some of us have won games that, that are the most joyous of your, of your life. But for sure. you know, you, you just got to be happy for the kids that put effort in one way or another. And so you know, with the South Cam guys, I, the only thing I was a little bit disappointed in, if I could be honest, is, yes, please. is you had talked to Charlie on the podcast about how, you know, and Charlie was like, no, no, just top eight, just top eight. And you were pushing, no, 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 like go try to win the tournament and how important these games are for next year. That's an, that was, they started four 11th graders and a 10th grader. And I felt like these games are so important for next year. And I feel like they didn't take advantage of that. Yes. You know, they go and get blown out at the last game against St. Thomas Moore, coached by Aaron Mitchell. They were the third ranked team. They got upset in the first round. They're going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here's an opportunity to learn how to win a game, a tight game at the Langley Event Center that you might need to win next year. And it goes back to your South Camp team when you, you talk about podcasts. Like, you know, as 11th graders, maybe the expectations were there or not there, but you got all the way to the final and a tough loss. And you're learning how to win and lose in tough environments. Weird how the next year you're down late to burn grief. Yeah. But there, but we've been here. We've mm-hmm. noticed that, and I, I feel like South Camp kind of wasted an opportunity to really try to help build towards maybe winning that championship next year. That doesn't mean they can't go win it. There's a lot of work to be done. Most of those kids are coming back for a summer with us. We're going to have them in shape. We're going to have them training hard, and 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 it's not. But it's like you know how hard difficult these things are to win. Everything has to go your way, and don't waste opportunities to improve your chances. That's right. And it's, it's great. And I love having the pressure. A lot of the, the South camp guys that are coming, you know, from the, to the senior boys team next year or so they, you know, they're, like you say, you're joining, they're joining our program in spring and, and, and summer and I'm seeing them and I'm like, Whoa, there's some talent here. There's I, people, a couple of people that came to my head were Dane and Kelton. I was really impressed with them in ID camp, which we will talk about later on, but they're animals. And I didn't know. I I just didn't know which grade there were, and I'm like, okay, so you mix them two with uh, the, whoever they have right now is grade 11s. Mix those guys up next year. That's a good squad. 
It's a deep squad. That's a deep squad. You know, that's a squad where you, you kind of dream of that as a coach. Like it's like, damn, there's still only 40 minutes divided with, with five. So there's a hundred and you know, 60 minutes out there, 200 minutes out there. And you got to divide it between, you know, 10 guys that can kind of contribute. And yeah. Never mind like a Joshua Nyango who could make that team yes. as, a, as a 10th grader, you know, provided he gets his, you know what together. Um, and, but he's, he's working and his skills are there. So you, you, you like that as a coach. Cause now all of a sudden your practice has become a tryout every week, every week, who's playing well, who's playing tough, who's rebounding, who's guarding, who's scoring. Um, that's a coach's dream. It is. So next one over here, the senior boys team in the St. Anne's, uh, we got Pasco. That's what I know. Spicy P and then we Eichenberger up in there. And, uh, they did a great job. I think they came ninth, which is exactly where they came into the tournament. Um, I met them because they're in the single league vision, so we played again uh, at KCS, and I was very impressed with them. Um, strong kids, multi-sport athletes, bigs. Um, Mateo, who is a very good soccer player too, um, I was impressed with them. I was I was happy with their showing, and you know what? That's a great little program to keep continuing. And I know how Spicy P, he's one of the uh, teachers. Uh, he's doing his practicum at my school right now, so we talk all the time, and uh, the way he gives back to the program is awesome there. So awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. And he played for Ike and Ike is one of those coaches that probably doesn't get enough credit. Like he does a really good job and it, you know, St. Anne's has some challenges because it's a small school mm-hmm. with a tiny gym. K to 12 uses the gym. So I don't know how much practice time they get. I don't even know if they get full court practices. So, you know, again, you're, you, you play at the level you play at and it's all, they're all challenges. Whether you're single or quad A, you have, uniquely different challenges or the same challenges schools, the same age schools running programs. And so to see Ike down there, to see the boys get that experience, go in ninth, finish ninth. Um, there's, a, there's a couple powerhouses in that, in that, in that single a that are there winning every year in the final every year. And so um, it, you're really happy for those boys to get that experience because I think for most of the kids, South Cam, West side, uh, you know, St. Anne's is go down there, go see that stadium packed on the Saturday night. And, and, and it's a memory you'll never forget. Exactly. Definitely. I've seen the kids, they, they said it was the best experience I've had. And I was lucky to go there many times myself. And I, I never got bored of the experience. I love having that week off just to focus on basketball and be with the kids and, and play. And the people who know you, hey, Tim, go, it felt good. It feels good to go down there being recognized. And I've seen some people text me the pictures of us winning the championship, the old picture of me there. And I'm like, it's still there. It lives forever. Immortality, like I talked about in my last podcast. Well, and it was great because you right at the front door where the gallery is, and you know where the gallery is up on the on that on the aisle there, or whatever. Um, um, the gym, the West Side picture was right at the front door nice. from two years ago, and it makes you proud. And and you know, and you you kind of talked about it, but like, don't take it for granted. Like one of the best players to ever come to Cal's, Joe Davis, never qualified for provincials. Yeah, never got to provincials. So, you know, you say that to a lot of kids, and yeah, you go there and you dream of the of the banner and. The, re- the reality is we only had two teams in the history of the city get them. Yeah. But it doesn't mean the experience isn't great. And and as Joe says, he goes, I never went like, you know, it would have been awesome to go. And they fell short twice and got upset a couple of times. And then, you know, the ball has to bounce your way. And then to try to win it, it's got to bounce your way again. And, and, you know, don't take it for granted. So all those kids, you know, the two dozen or so kids that got to go or three dozen kids that got to go. Amazing. Awesome. So let's now go into the girls here. We got the South Cam girls who came third place at the Provincials, uh, coached by Del Kormaniski there. Um, I watched a couple of their games uh, on um, the video there. I like what I saw. Fundamentally sound, good shooters, well coached, and they look like they had fun. Uh, Yeah. um, We talked about on the podcast when we're previewing the playoffs that 
you know, South Cam and Sally could, could go to provincials and make some noise. And I, I, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure Dell's returning most of that team. Wow. And, and a third grade finish is great. Cause again, it's, it's that buildup of where they can go. And I would not be surprised the amount of work that guy puts in that, that um, they go and win it the next year. And, you know, friends of us, friends of Northern Bounce, Matt Robinson, his daughter's on yeah. that team and she was in grade 12. So what a way for her to go out with a bronze and, and, um, you know, just expect as long as Dell's coaching girls over there, that they're going to be in the running. They're going to be, as coach Emma said, it's not at South Cam at, uh, where they've built that program is it's not surprising to see them in the final four. No, it's not. And then we had Sahali who also qualified for provincials. And I think they came seventh or eighth. I think seventh was it? Six, seventh, eighth. Yeah. I think they lost the quarters. Um, yeah, I also referenced that, and we we met. So we met a couple of girls. Yeah, we did. I, yeah, that was awesome. They came up and they said thank you for the kind words and stuff like that. And yeah, I can't remember their names because I'm so bad with names. But they, <laughs> they were they were they were awesome. And you and then all of a sudden you find yourself rooting for them, right? And and I said that in the podcast, like they're always there. Yes. They're always there, and they're a game or two, and probably same as that South Camper and Creek. They're probably just a result or two, or a play here, a play there, from you know breaking through and getting to that you know gold medal game, and then you kind of root for the girls to to get one. But the, again, as long as Jody's running that program and the way he runs it, and how they have that continuity, they're always going to be there. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a really well run program. No, definitely. Uh, uh, Hoops and Camels has definitely been taken off in the last couple of years here. Um, ID Camp. All right, so let's talk about also with the multi-sport cam. We also had ID cam all week, and I'm tired. It was exhausting. Um, I'm camp. tired. Yeah. The camp. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, to do, to run the kids' camp is hard, and then, you know, 2.30 every day we start ID camp, and we had about 180 athletes. At least, and probably 30 or 40, 40 maybe 30 missing also because of spring break. Because of spring break that have expressed interest. It was great to see. We we weren't sure with the girls program to see 40 of those ladies that first uh, hour and a half session was incredible and how passionate they were that this opportunity was coming from Northern Balance. And, and then we had the parent meeting. We've had the girls parent meeting. We haven't had the boys parent meeting, but the girls parent meeting was was really exceptional and to see how appreciative uh, the, the general public was for, for coach Emma, yourself, myself, we brought Michelle Yango there to talk about mm-hmm. um, the fundraising effort that we're doing to help kids offset costs. Um, they were just like, this is amazing. We've been waiting for this. Why don't you guys advertise? Those were a couple of questions. They yeah. asked. And so, you know, now we're building the plan on two, three, four teams. What do we need on the girls side, which is good. And then the boys side was just loaded, right? Like, 40 kids at the grade 10 level, 40 kids at the eighth grade level, enough for each team at every level, like, which is what we kind of expected yeah. with kids missing. So now you and I, yeah, camp, camp is over, but now the planning starts and that maybe we're not in the gym the next week, but, yeah. but damn, we got a lot of paperwork. We have a lot of paperwork. We had a lot. It's almost like, like a candy store. We had a lot of talent that I wasn't sure I was going to get. And each one of them, especially in the ID camp, I think I got a lot of feedback from the guys that this is different. This is the two hardest practices they had. And I'm like, we haven't scratched the surface at all. Um, but we said, like I said, we're not for everybody. If it is for you, though, you're going to have the best time of your life. And as soon as you know that you're going to be competing and playing against the best kids in the city on a daily basis, it's going to be great. And touch on outside of basketball, you might go to the gym with them. You might hang out. You might travel. The hotels, the the experience you get, all that stuff is the extra bonus. Then you play basketball games. And like I said, this basketball games count for nothing. This is not your school team. 
It's not your university team. So you go, you play your 40 minutes in that game. Then after that, you head to the hotel and you chill with the fellas or the ladies, like, and you travel around places. That's a no brainer. Oh, we're excited, right? Like that first, that first weekend up in Prince George is just going to be an extension of what our ID camp and our training staff's going to be. It's going up to JY, getting into the roller dome, uh, uh, drills, 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 two on two, three on three, four on four, and then some full games. And, and we're going to have, you know, probably 180 athletes up there yeah. at the hotel and at the roller dome. And we're going to, and you know, we're just going to figure those things out. And, and, um, it was, it was great. It was a yep. really great weekend. And yeah, it's funny. Cause you know, a couple of those kids said, that's the most I've ran. And Tim and I looked at each other and went, we didn't run. <laughs> that might be your hardest practice. That was our easiest practice. That's, that's a fun practice. Like, you know, three on two continuous, two on two SFU, like yeah. up and down the court. Competing, you and I picking the teams and then going at it and, and just yelling, going, yelling at each other. Yelling at each other. <laughs> my, my favorite was the Jeremy and uh, Keenan tie-ups. Oh, yes. Jeremy Keenan, really, we didn't call no jump ball. I think it was like a minute or so. Keenan held on really tough against Jeremy, too. There is no way, Jeremy, with those arms and the amount that kid works out, he's losing a tie-up. Like, yeah, he'd, no. he'd, be, he'd be Cole a tie-up. Cole's three times his up. Yeah. And Keenan was rolling around with him. It was, you know, it's rough, it's tough, it's physical, it's, and you know what? Kids love it. Like, yes. when they when they learn what a sore body feels like after, yeah. like, it's like a well-earned sore yeah. body. Like, as yeah. weird as that sound. You know, shout out to all the people, the returning kids. They put on a show. They came and they came ready for ID camp and they showed the new kids exactly the difference. Like, I was so proud of them because where they were last year compared to this year, having that leadership group one year in, they finished first in the line sprints. They knew when, okay, we're not resting to go get a water break. They knew to bring it in. They knew to repeat things. They knew to compete. They didn't care who's on the team, who was on it, even if they're friends, they didn't care. And it showed the other group, the new people, that, oh, shoot, this is what it's about. And guard, you and I didn't have to lay no ground rules. The kids like, hey, guys, let's go on the line. Or whatever, and that was awesome. I think that was probably one of my favorite part of this ID camp. And uh, yeah, no, that, that is so true. Like you know, those scrimmages at the end of, of an hour and a half are. It's it, it, you want to see what people are made of because they're exhausted. Their arms are sore from the push-ups. They're sore. They're tired. And like you saw some of the new kids going, they tried to hockey's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kept trying to hockey's up. Sub, sub. Tim just grabbed and threw him back in. I kind of, <laughs> I kind of gave a side look, like what? And then, but the returning players like, "What are you doing? Like, let's go!" And then they won the game, and he yes. had to stay on the floor. Yeah, and you know, it's it, it and yeah, and, and and just so everybody knows, me and Tim have talked, and not that it's actually just naturally happening, but it's going to be role reverse. Tim was Tim has said that he was a good cop last year, and I was a bad cop, and we're gonna we switch. I'm one hundred percent. I can't wait. I'm actually go back to my actual coaching style. Yeah. Uh, last year, I was like, all right, let's just do this. You know, new to the the, the school, just making new to the program, and just making sure we couldn't both chase people away. But now. <laughs> We're all good. I'm going to go back to my role because the, the kids keep coming up to me and thinking that I'm the good cop. And I said, you got to twist it, man. Well, and the, and the girls, man, because I've enjoyed coaching. Oh, the I love coaching so the girls, man. So coaching now, the girls are dope. So now I'm just going to take that attitude where I'm positive and I'm reinforcing. And, and, and let's be honest, it's going to be a bit sarcastic with the boys. You betcha. If I'm cheering them on like too hard, it's because they're probably being terrible right now. Yeah. There's a better word for it, but terrible will be the one I use. Yeah. But yeah, like it's, it was, it was a, they gave me energy because it's, it, it was an exhausting day after day for five days. And when you get that great group of kids and they come in and again, if it was, if it was last year, we're just starting, probably not. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, Terrence Roy is up there, up and down, just kicking butt. Case and Scott's getting up and down, kicking butt. Um, mm-hmm. Larry's defense just killing it. Larry's I was impressed with Keenan, like just always in Calder and, 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 and Rylan and, 
Yeah, called, everyone called her Ryan, jo- Ryland, Josh. They came in and and showed some like because that's a that's an age that's got a bunch of new bodies. Yes, and they showed them, and, and you know and that's that's one of the feedbacks we heard last year. Where like where a lot of kids were on the fence of playing Northern Balance was, to, and you know, they were very honest, which was great. And they said we I didn't think I could handle it, and so I didn't. And then I saw my friends ha- not only handle it but excel under it, and and now it's like hey we're we're gonna come back and go. So yeah, you know it was it was a good idea. It was a good idea, Cam. Well, Garf, uh, before we kind of close this episode, anything you want to touch on, anything we've missed here for the last little bit, um, things that to look forward to in the next week, any meetings or things that we have to go before we wrap up? Yeah, we got all, I think we've got generally all the emails. And so next week sometime will be an open gym, probably back to back open gyms based on the age group. Yeah. Uh, we'll try to do a parent meeting like we had with the girls. Cause a lot of get, a lot gets explained. Those things are so valuable where parents can just ask some really great questions and we can, you know, lay out where, where the money goes, where we're going, what it looks like, what you can expect from us. Um, also having Michelle, uh, Brandon and Chelsea headlining that fundraising group for us to just, again, help kids with their costs is amazing. So if, you know, we've, Tim, you and I have said from the start, no kid left behind, like, no kid left behind. Man. If, if money is the problem, come talk to us. Like mm-hmm. it's, it just, it can't be the reason it can be, Hey, my kid doesn't want to run. Hey, my kid plays all-star soccer. Hey, my kid just wants to go to the lake all summer. Hey, whatever it is, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It just can't be about money. That's right. So, you know, stay tuned for that parent meeting as Tim and I build the schedule. You know, we, we apologize for not having it out, but the bottom line is we might not have expected 180 kids out no. and have to, you know, Tim and I's policy is how many teams do we have to make? Mm-hmm. You know, we had a plan of maybe eight, but now it's looking like it's 12 and it just takes time to build that proper schedule, make sure we have the coaches in place, get, get us registered for the tournaments we say we're going to get to. So bear with us. Um, but if your kid wants to play with us, we have a spot. That's right. And if you don't, if you're not on the email list, you want to be, or if you did miss ID camp, make sure you do reach out to us and email us if you want to give us a try. Um, other than that, Carv, you know, I always appreciate you having you on this, the Northern Balance podcast. Uh, I don't think this will be the last time at all. I said I'm your Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> That's it. That's a wrap for this episode of The Bounce is Real. Bounce is Real.